What I want to speak to you today is on how much faith do you really have? And how much faith do we have to believe God's Word? You know, we say we have faith, but when it really gets down to it, a lot of times we don't have enough faith to see us through the situations that we have. Our faith gets weak. And uh, Jesus raised the dead. He healed the blind and uh, turned the water into wine. He did many miracles. And, you know, I believe we could see just those same miracles if we had enough faith to do to to believe that God could do it. In John 1 and 50, it says, Greater things you shall see. So we, if we had enough faith, we could see greater things than even the things that Jesus done if we had enough faith to, to believe it. And faith means a belief in the value, truth, or trustworthiness of someone or something. Belief or trust in God. And trust means confidence or faith in a person or thing to expect, to entrust, to depend on. So if we believe God's word, we gotta trust it. And we have some enemies of faith, I'm gonna tell you about, which is ignorance. That means you haven't been taught. Unbelief, which means you don't believe what God's word says. Fear, and fear says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And then you got doubt, which is not believing, not believing God, not believing what his word says, and discouragement. And that's when we all get discouraged, you know, and sometimes we doubt God. And I know when Murray was sick, I was very discouraged, but I tried to keep the faith. But, you know, sometimes you do doubt, and you do get discouraged in doubt. And then you got the love of praise, which means that you want to people to praise you and think of you more than what God thinks of you but you shouldn't worry about what people think of you you should only worry about what God thinks don't worry about anything what other people say or anything and Jesus said in 5 John 5 and 44 how can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only so um and also to have faith, to, you, to receive salvation, you got to have faith. And Ephesians 2 and 8 uh, says that uh, faith is a gift of God. And it says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and not that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And grace is God's unmerited favor that he gives us. And he, that he loves us enough to that he doesn't want any of us to go to hell and we got to have that faith to have that repentance and, and repent and have true sorrow to repent of our sins and it says in galatians 3 and 26 we become children of god by faith in jesus christ so to have to be a child of god you got to have that faith to believe who jesus is that he was the son of god and that he died on that cross and that he rose on that third day and that he did die for your sins. And uh, in Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us that faith is a substance, which that means it's for confirmation. It's just like a title deed of things hoped for. And things hoped for are things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. If you see things 
hope for already existing in the natural, you don't need faith. Faith is things that you do not see. Romans 1 and 17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And you know from faith to faith means from beginning to end. And it, as it, it means you grow from a level of one level of maturity to the other, so that's how you gain your faith increases. And uh, we was over here at uh, Frost, no, we was in Atlanta to the, the, I think the other church. And a preacher preached on uh, faith, and he said something about, you know, you believe in all these things, like if you're going to receive your check every week, you've got enough confidence in that company. If, he, if that company writes your check, then that money's going to be in the bank. And uh, he says, why do we have enough faith in that when the bank could close down and we don't have faith in God? Did you know we have faith in material things? but not enough faith into God to believe God's promises and God's promises are true. Everything in that word, in that Bible is true. And then no matter what, what we think or how we believe, God cannot lie and His word is true. So we got to remember that we can't just trust in material things because material things are going to pass away. But God's word will never pass away. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, We walk by faith. That means we trust in God, not by sight. So you can't believe in things that are seen. You've got to believe in things that are not seen to have faith. Mark 11 and 24, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you what things soever you desire when you pray, believe. That means have confidence that you're going to get them. That you receive them and you will have them. Faith means believing and trusting in the crucified and risen Christ. And yielding up our will and committing our total self to Him. Faith includes obedience to Jesus Christ and His Word as a way of life inspired by our faith, by our gratitude to God, and by the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 12 and 3, it says that He has given to every man the measure of faith. I looked and I tried to find that, and I heard a lot of people say, giving you a measure of faith. But it says, instead of A, it says the measure of faith. So could that mean each person could have a different level of faith? I think so. You know, he says the measure of faith. I mean, Debbie could be worshiping God and trusting Him more than I do, you know, sometimes. But we all should have that measure of faith that God gives us to trust Him enough to know that what His Word says is truth and that He is going to do what He said He's going to do. And does that mean he loves Debbie more than he does me? No, he loves us all the same, and we should trust him and believe his word. Matthew 17, 20 and 21 said, Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. If, in, in verse uh, 21 says, But this kind goeth out, not but not out but by prayer and fasting so if you're not going to pay the price to get your needs met and have the faith enough to believe God can do it then he's not going to do it and I brought a little mustard seed here I know all of you done seen one but it's so tiny and God says if you only have that much faith whatever you ask believing you shall have and you know we don't even have enough faith to believe that 
I mean, sometimes I doubt. I doubt what God says, but why? Because my faith is not where it should be, and we should have enough faith to believe every word that God says. We want to, but yet we get weak sometimes, and our, our faith gets weak. James 1 and 6 states, but let him ask in faith, nothing in wavering. That means no hesitating, no doubting. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. So we can't doubt God's word, like I said. We can't, we can't just ask him for something and then doubt it. Or maybe you're sick or something, you need a healing, and you ask him for your healing, but yet you doubt that he's going to do it. You can't do that. Hebrews 11 and 6 says that but without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Romans 14 and 23, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin and God hates sin. You know that hit pretty hard when it, when it said that. But whatsoever is not of faith is sin, and God hates sin. It's only when we have confidence in his God and in his word can we please him. So if we don't have the faith to believe what God's word says, it says we're sinning. Man, that's what the word says. 1 Samuel 15 and 23 says, Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And if we um, like obedience, and when we like faith, it's a lack of obedience. A lack of obedience in God's in God's eyes is rebellion. If God tells you to do something, don't doubt, because He will see you through whatever He asks you to do. You know, I was doubting. I thought I kept telling Debbie, I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. But you know, when God asks you to do something, He tells you. He really doesn't ask you. He tells you. He says, you need to do this, and He showed me that this is what I need to do to speak at the latest conferences and stuff. I may be nervous, and this is my first time, but you know as time goes on, if I have another chance to do it, maybe I'll be more anointed and, and can do better than what I'm doing today. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So it tells you right there that one of the fruits of the Spirit is faith. You know, I think today we have a church full of unbelieving believers. <laughs> That's the truth, you know. They say they believe, but we don't. We, we go from faith to doubt. Faith to doubt. We can't. That's right. We say we want to receive from God, then yet we have the faith enough to believe it, then there we go back to doubt. Second uh, Corinthians 1 and 20 says that for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. And when we say amen to the end of our prayers, that means so be it. So we expect God to answer us. And I, I was going to give you a few examples of people that trusted God, and that was Abraham when he took his son Isaac up to the mountain, and he took two of, of his servants with him, and when he got to the mountain, he told uh, the servants, says, y'all stay down here, says, we'll be back. And then Isaac, his son, says, kept asking him, says, 
father says who's going to provide the who's going to be the sacrifice and he says don't worry god will provide and you know god did provide and abraham had enough faith to believe that then you got job who stays sick so much and he said though he slay me yet i will trust in him and his wife even told him to curse god and die but job didn't he received the promises of god because he held on and then you got noah who built the ark and and everybody i know was making fun of him and how would we do if god told us to go out and build the ark and it hadn't rained in so many years and or maybe never rained and so we wouldn't want to do that but noah trusted god and he built that ark and his, him and his family were saved and the animals God told him to take on the ark. Then you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who trusted God and told the king in Daniel 3 and 17 and 18, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand. O king, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And all of us know that God, that they trusted God, and God saw them through that, and come out without even a singed hair on their head. So that's good. And then you got Daniel in the lion's den. Den of lions. I think Brother Jonathan says, everybody says lion's den, but it says den, den of lions. And, uh, even though after King Darius told uh, Daniel to quit praying and he signed that degree and that petition for if any man, got, uh, any, anybody would keep on praying except to him, then uh, he was gonna, they were going to be punished. So, But, you know, it didn't matter to Daniel. He kept on praying three times a day like he had always done. It says, Daniel 6 and 22 says, My God has sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouths, that they have not hurt me for as much as before him. Innocent was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. So there's a few examples of the ones that trusted God, but there's many more in there besides these. In Philippians 4 and 6, it says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And we got to have that trust like I said to have that peace of God in our hearts and I am so thankful for what God saw me through last year I know many of you may not know but it was the worst year of my life and I hope and pray that nobody ever has to go through that I've got a friend in, uh, that I used to work with in Franklin that her husband's just been diagnosed with a pancreatic cancer so y'all just pray for her her name's Sybil Pike First Peter 1 and 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried by fire. Our faith is more precious than gold and that we are going to be tested. So we got, we're going to have to expect difficulties and persecutions in our lives as well as blessings but we just got to remember to trust God through them all Matthew 6 and 11 says give us this day that means pray we got to pray for our daily bread 
So faith is the key to our material possessions, you know. If we don't have enough faith to believe in the things that God gives us, just our material things, our food, our clothes, our, the rain, the water, the food on our table, everything, God provides for us. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have anything. We want to give praise and honor to the man, but you know God is the one we should give the praise to. Nothing that we do, nothing that we even think about could ever provide for us because God gives us the means to work. He gives us the companies that we need to work at or whatever. You know, that's what God does for us. It's nothing that we do for ourselves. And you know, um, you got to have faith to have to be able to pray for people and believe for their healing. And... Uh, me and Terry, it was Terry's idea. He said it felt like God had laid on his heart for a healing ministry. Well, last Sunday we went to the hospital, and that's what he decided to do. He started off one Sunday a month, but he said it was going to increase. And we went to the hospital, and we went into, I believe, three rooms. We didn't get turned down. We just asked them, could we pray for them? And they said yes. But, you know, we go down there believing God for those people's healing, even though we don't know them. And... We don't doubt. We want God to heal them. And I believe we're going to see miracles through that. And I want to give you a few pointers on how to develop your faith. It says, listen to the Word of God as much as possible, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you've got to listen to the Word of God. Realize that every believer has been given the measure of faith by God. We just have to use and develop what God has given. We must put it into action. Obey God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It is as you walk that you gain strength. God will not reveal greater things to you until you are faithful in the things he is showing you now. Obedience to the Spirit and what he is showing you through the Word or through your conscience is important in developing your faith. You cannot have living faith without taking some practical steps of obedience. Pray in tongues and be full of the Spirit. You say, well, I don't believe in that. Well, Jude 20 says, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on the, your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So it tells us in the Bible to pray. You know, a lot of people don't believe in praying in the Holy Ghost. But I tell you what, the devil can't understand when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. And then you better get down to business when you need something and get to praying in the Holy Ghost. It says, give thanks. Give thanks to the results before you see them. Don't complain. That shows that you doubt God. God's love and God's answers to your situation. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, In everything, give thanks. And let me see. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God and in Christ Jesus concerning you. So that means give thanks no matter what the situation is. Keep on praising God. You know, we can praise God through our circumstances and have the joy of the Lord even though our circumstances look like disaster. You can still have the joy of the Lord. It says, develop a life of praise and worship. Praise drives out the powers of darkness and brings the throne of God into your circumstances. Praise, 
God, praising God is an act of faith and helps your faith to grow. 11, Hebrews 11 and 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That means at all times. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And worship is admiring God through the Spirit. If you can perceive who God is, His power, faithfulness, and love, your trust and faith in Him will grow. Then spend as much time as you can with people of faith. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. The Spirit of faith on them will touch your lives. In other words, if you're with people of faith, then your faith is going to be built up. You know, if you hang around with doubters and unbelievers, then what you got? You just got people that's down all the time. And and when you need lifting up, you need people of faith to be with you and to help lift you up. Another way to be to, to increase your uh, faith is to speak the Word because God's Word is anointed and it has power when it's spoken. And by saying it with your mouth, you exercise your faith. You hear the word and you build it into your life. Romans 10 and 10 says, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then you got to seek holiness, which is purity of heart. Hebrews 4, 12 and 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Purity and faith feed on each other. You can't have uncleanness, unforgiveness, or any bad conditions and expect to have faith. And then faith works by love. Galatians 5 and 6 says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. So let us believe God for others to be blessed in a spirit of love. And as we give of ourselves, God will give us blessings also. And I hope I gave you enough scripture and um, helped you out to build your faith a little bit. You know, I love the Lord and I never want to doubt God. But you know, sometimes, even though we don't want to doubt Him, it, doubt does creep in. Because Satan just puts doubt in your mind and God is a God of love. God is a God of His promises, and we need not doubt Him. I just want y'all to pray for me that I'll always be in God's will. And I'm going to turn it back over to Deb.